Welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Alan Jansen, editor of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast that brings you new ideas, comments, and concerns about the automotive repair and service industry, sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible for you to offer your customers three months of free satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash for shops for details. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Sebastian Zelger. He's the general manager for North America for the Germany-based oil and additives company Lecomali. For the last three years, Sebastian's been based in Southern California, overseeing the sales and marketing efforts for the company. If he brought any European management ideas with him when he arrived on this side of the pond, it could be related to his views on transparency. He believes that's a key factor in motivating employees and getting the most out of them. I'm pretty sure I know where he learned that principle. Let me start by saying hello, Sebastian, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ellen. Good to, good to be here. <laughs> I've enjoyed reading the uh, the company letters sent out by your boss, Ernst Prost. They're very entertaining and they're incredibly frank, especially during this current pandemic. Do you take a similar approach with the people that you oversee? Yeah, I I do also read these letters with a lot of curiosity. These letters, actually, they are being sent out centrally from Germany all over the world to all countries where we do have our own staff. It's important to inform our own guys about the current situation, uh, the status of the company, and the strategies to overcome the crisis. And in my opinion, the better people in general understand what's going on, the better they can contribute to a possible solution. Let me give you an example. Uh, when I was a child, my mom always would tell me, Please don't touch the stove because you would burn your fingers. Please don't do this and that because. And funny enough, I was reading recently a book which uh, was giving some management principles. And one of the principles they mentioned was giving people a reason, saying because, which is something actually so basic if you think about it. But um, this transparency effort we take within the community is actually just exactly doing that. So to answer your question, yes. I do take that effort as well for Likimuli USA, which oversees Canada as well. And uh, so far, our guys are really appreciative, and I feel ever since we're more pulling on one string. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I know that a lot of business people uh, in companies both large and small, they have a tendency to keep information a little bit too much to themselves. Perhaps they are afraid of being too transparent. What do you think? Yeah, I think there are many motives to keep a little bit more secrecy, right? in my history before I worked for Likumuli, they were pretty decent, big, good-named companies. And I was working on smaller projects, and I was curious, like, why do we do it this way? And sometimes I had the feeling that even my bosses wouldn't know exactly why we were doing certain things. Either they were just ignorant or they were not interested. They maybe just wanted to keep me occupied somehow. Or in other companies, tasks might be too abstract. So it's not for them to know the whole picture because they cannot understand. Also, another reason I found, and this is actually a really bad reason, it's more a personal reason, is the managers, they don't want to give away too much transparency and information to the guys to not make them grow. This is uh, called a management by champions. It's kind of once the champion is growing out of the soil, you cut them off. So you don't give too much transparency in order to keep your own seat safe and uh, not make anyone attack your position, right? So that could be a motive too. So in general, I'm a big fan of transparency because I want my own guys in my company that we are all on the same page. We all work towards the common goal 
And one principle hereby is transparency. They need to know where they are in order to achieve the goals which we give them. It's a really good point. For managers, it's actually a little more work to be transparent because you have to have the underlying rationale for the decisions that you make. You have to be able to explain all that. That's a little extra work. But in the end, it, it does build cohesion among employees. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. 100% I do agree with that, Ellen. And to your point, it's creating some extra work. It definitely does. I give you one example. Every Friday, I'll get in touch with all my regional managers. I look through our WhatsApp group. I look through the emails and just sum up what we as a common team did the whole week. I put that in a big, big information letter and send it out to all the guys, which basically says these are the goals. That's where we are. These are the successes from certain of our team members. And uh, it helps tremendously to grow transparency among the team. Only because of this transparency, we're also able to learn from each other, to hold the same strings. And it's incredible how much our own guys are helping each other. I never have experienced that in any other company, in any other team, that there is such a willingness to see each other's success. Well, that's really nice. Uh, and, and I know that a lot of what your sales force does revolves around education. And, and in a way, that's that's sort of an extension of transparency. It It's passing on vital information to other people so that they can make better decisions themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have, We as a company, we don't have anything to hide. We love giving our own employees and all the repair shop customers as much transparency as possible. We have a service hotline with U.S. and Canada employees. We don't outsource that. It's our own people answering the phone. Um, we have 30 brand ambassadors who get training and who train their own repair shops, their end consumers. We have virtual face-to-face meetings. Everyone who wants to be educated on oils and additives, everybody is welcome to join. Wow. Um, and of course, the newsletters, which we, uh, which we discussed at the beginning, that's also something which can be found on the internet and contributes to our transparency and motivational efforts. Wow, it sounds like a lot of information is uh, flying around from person to person, so that's a good testimonial for your company. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't know, Alan, have you seen our Pictures and Stories magazine? Yes, I have. Uh, you guys do a great job of uh, letting employees right around the world know what's going on in every different region. I think it's, uh, it's a tremendous magazine. Yeah, and it's kind of first was intended to be like an internal magazine, but it kind of evolved into also a piece which is interesting for our customers. So it's not only an internal magazine, it's also an external magazine, which we share with the press, we share with our distributors, our repair shops, our end consumers. Again, everybody who likes to see that um, can look on our uh, liquidmolly.us um, page and can take a look at what's happening inside and outside. It'll be interesting to see the next issue when you start showing pictures of people working from home instead of going <laughs> to the track and uh, congregating in large groups. Yeah, I have to say uh, the company magazine or the next issue will probably suffer in a little bit excitement because <laughs> our brand is, is, is around races, weekly cars and coffees, and so many good things we do. Yeah, at these times we just have to practice social distancing, but hopefully this is going to end sooner than later, right? Yeah, I know that you don't want to speculate too much about the future, but uh, I was wondering if you've thought anything about, about what recovery might look like once this pandemic eases. Yeah. I think one thing to take away for the future is we have to learn better to what was happening in the past or what is happening around us and how to prepare to prevent something like this happening. We all have to learn better to not ignore facts, but maybe starting to prepare for certain, certain issues in the world. And uh, 
how long is this whole thing going to happen? Again, I'm not, I'm not the expert at all. But I think as long as we don't have a proper vaccine, we still have to be cautious. Mm. So we won't getting back in normality, which we have had before. I think big concerts, events, shows, etc., will not take place this year. So that being said, I hope we will soon see some relief with opening parks, opening the beaches again. I hope that this will come sooner than later. That helps the economy. That helps the small businesses, obviously, who are rather having not as many funds in the background as big corporations have. And it helps to, to make the people move again a little bit. People moving, people move, using their car, they will need car services, and that will benefit, at the end of the day, us as well. Let me ask you specifically about auto repair and maintenance. I think a lot of people right now are deferring the work that they should be doing. So when the pandemic eases, do you think the recovery for our industry is going to be quick? I think the lost oil changes which occurred during this time now, we will not recover the lost oil changes we have had the last month or two, just because people will not all of a sudden drive the double amount afterwards, right? But I do see that the car is something people will instantly use again when the whole situation is going to be loosened up again. Yeah. Will we recover all the lost sales we have had? No, it's, it's actually impossible. It's like the restaurants right now. Will people go to the restaurants now double as often as they have been before? Most likely not. Yeah, no, you, you make a very good point. Some business will be lost but once we're open up again, uh, people want to maintain their vehicles to the level that they were at before. Correct. Correct. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me today, Sebastian. I, uh, I appreciate your, your comments and you've given us all a lot to think about. Uh, it was a pleasure, Alan. Thank you for having me here anytime. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this episode of Auto Service World, the podcast. If you have any thoughts on what we should be talking about, or if you've got something you'd like to share with the automotive repair and service industry in Canada, send me an email, alan at newcom.ca. Thanks to SiriusXM Canada for sponsoring this podcast, and thank you for listening. See you next time.